0: This Podcast Movement 2022 audio session is brought to you by SupportingCast, the best way to sell and deliver exclusive podcasts. And special thanks to PM22 virtual ticket presenting sponsor, Amazon Music.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Pivot to Video. I'm John Wardock, Executive Editor and Senior Vice President at Cumulus Podcast Network. And it's nice to see everyone here, and it's nice to be back and in person. We are going to be talking about the rise of video, whether it's YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, and how you can use video to grow your audience and get discovered out there in the wonderful world of podcasting. Joining us today is Chris Colbert. He is the CEO of DCP Entertainment. Some of his shows include uh, Save Their Name and Torrey Show and Who Was Prince. He also has a Times Square video podcast studio. So if you're ever in New York, go see Chris. He'll hook you up. Hala Tala, Taha is the CEO of Yap Media, the host of Young and Profiting Podcast. And if you are on LinkedIn, go follow her with the other 167,000 followers. A lot of people come to her for career advice. Joe Salcihi the host of Stacking Benjamins. I call him the Dean of Personal Finance Podcast. One of his very first interviews was Benjamin Franklin, who on Joe's podcast said, a penny saved is a penny earned. So congratulations, Joe. Joe just got off a 40-city book tour called Stacked, right? That's the name of the book? Yes, yes.
2: And I have, by the way, a Texarkana-based studio Chris (laughs) Chris. <laughs>
3: Brag about it.
2: Yeah, so if you're ever in uh, Texarkana, Texas, you can go visit ours. Yes, very good. And finally,
1: but not last, Aaron X. He's the host of the popular Theories of the Third Kind. If you're into Bigfoot, if you're into UFOs, urban legends, myths, he's your guy, and my money is on him to interview Bigfoot in a video podcast interview. So welcome everyone. I want to roll through just a few slides to set the scene here to talk more about video and podcasting. This week alone, two big developments with YouTube. You had YouTube do a partnership with NPR, NPR putting more than 20 of its its podcasts on YouTube. You also had YouTube rolling out its podcast destination page, which has been in the works for a bunch of months now and we saw the first iteration roll out just the other day. We have been busy at Cumulus Media looking at the current landscape out there. And There are our guests, thank you. We, a few months ago, were out in the field doing research and among the 604 uh, podcast listeners we talked to, we asked What place do you use the most to access the podcasts you listen to? Look at that, look who's in the lead. YouTube, 25%, a quarter of the audience is on YouTube. 23% Spotify, 16% Apple. Then we also asked among podcast newcomers, people who've been listening for the last year, where do you go to listen? Look at YouTube, look at Spotify. We have a dog fight at the top there. 27%. Another never seen before anecdote. Just last month, we were out in the field talking to brands and media agencies about video podcasts. And Pierre Bouvard, our chief insights officer, gave me this anecdote. Brands and media agencies estimate podcast watchers now represent one quarter of the audience. And you can see Pierre there. Podcast watching is real and advertisers know it. I'm going to leave that up for a while as we launch into our questions here.
3: Let's start with the basics. Chris,
1: why video and how are you
3: using video? Um, for us as a company, DCP Entertainment, we always saw ourselves as a media company because we see this as a digital space. So we're all digital creators and you know, we just happen to be using the medium of audio. But now we you know, should be and are now using you know the power of video to leverage the great content that we're doing. The way that we're particularly using it is really leveraging YouTube in general, you know, second biggest search engine, part of the family of the first biggest search engine in Google. So why would we not lean into that for discovery? That's the biggest pain point in podcasting for many of us. So from a discovery standpoint, YouTube is really valuable there, but we've also learned that TikTok has been very big in terms of converting us, you know, getting audiences over to us. And honestly, TikTok, you know, you think about just kind of scrolling through the feed and sticking there. No, we found that people will leave TikTok and come over and using things like Podlink and, you know, these places for your landing page for your your audio podcast, it's a great place to use those as leverage on the actual video clips that you're putting out. So for us, we're really making TikTok and YouTube a really big part of our strategy to lead generate people back to our audio podcast. And at the same time, we're thinking critically about how do we monetize the video side, which I'm sure we'll probably get into at some point as well.
1: Yes, absolutely. Hala, how are you using video and why?
4: So the why is because there's no visual element in podcasting. So I'm a marketer. And on the internet, you need something visual to promote your audio podcast. So video is obviously the first choice. And so we use it on social media for micro content like you. We retarget those posts and we drive people right back to the audio channels because that's where we make the most money. That's the, you know, right now audio channels are monetizing much more than YouTube are and it's worth a lot more to have an audio listener than a video listener. So we drive people straight to the audio podcast and we also use YouTube heavily, YouTube Shorts, TikTok, Reels, um, all sorts of micro content to drive people right back to the audio podcast and to the YouTube channel, especially now with all the new developments. Mm-hmm.
1: Joe, how are you using video? You're experimenting a lot with live now, aren't you?
2: Yeah, a lot with live. Our show's all summer long on YouTube. We're doing one show. We, we publish three days a week, and we do our Friday show. We perform it live on YouTube, and it's a lot of fun interacting with a live audience. Um, you know, we, a couple years ago, I read this statistic by this group called Nonfiction Research. We have a finance show, and our goal is to get more people interested into financial literacy and to lower the temperature. And this, this research showed that nearly half of people report that they cry about their money, that they cry about it. And so we had to make a decision as a company, are we podcasters? Or are we people spreading financial literacy? And if we're spreading financial literacy, we have to use all different avenues. We have to go find these people because they're not all just listening to podcasts. People are watching. So that was the impetus for us making the change. Hmm.
1: And Aaron, you are literally busy building out a studio in Austin, Texas. Tell us more about what's going on with you and
0: video. So, yeah, we saw the writing on the wall. Everything's moving towards video, podcasting, of course. And we took a step back and we thought, okay, well, let's look at humans in general, right? And you start studying the brain and you know that the cortex of the brain, it takes neurons and it uses 3% of neurons for audio processing. Well, then you look at visual processing and it uses 30% of neurons for visual processing. So it just makes sense, right? Humans in general, they wanna see video. So as of right now, we are currently building a studio in Austin, Texas, and uh, we should have it done mid-September. So, yeah, We look forward to
1: seeing that, and uh, Aaron is also part of our YouTube channel. I'm proud to announce that Cumulus is also launching a podcast network channel on YouTube. If you go to youtube.com slash cumuluspodcast, you will find us there. We've been working with our friends at YouTube for the last few months and Joe is also part and Chris has been part uh, going forward and Hala is joining our family. So we just made a bunch of news there. If anyone's scribbling down notes, there you go. So let's talk about uh, when it comes to video, you guys are also media entrepreneurs, right? You all have your own companies. How high does video rank when you come up with your planning for the year ahead for trying to build
3: your own individual media empires? How important is video? Um, so as we said, you know, I think, um, well, one, I think we want to capture people where they are. So video is a big piece of that, as I said, with the, you know, the search engine piece of it. We also know that whether it be Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, like video plays best on the algorithm. So we make it a big part of what we do. And it's very intentional about how are we going to shoot our video? Are we shooting this video for, say, YouTube in the traditional horizontal format? Or are we looking to do something on TikTok or Instagram Reels or is better? Or do we need to have something that's repurposable? for both platforms, so okay, if we're gonna shoot horizontally, let's make sure the, the subject is a little bit further back so now we can get the vertical without it being too close up and gets pixelated. So we're very intentional about how we're shooting it, that way it's gonna fit the mediums where we're putting them. And so I think you need to think about who your audience is, where they are, what uh, platforms are they using, and then you can base the way you're shooting your content based on that, but I think you should always be thinking with video in mind, even if you're just shooting it on your phone. Hala?
4: Yeah, I totally agree. So. For us, I feel like video is the number one way to capture an audience. So video is the only thing that can go viral. When you put an episode up on the podcast channels, it's not going to go viral. That's not the way the algorithm works on those podcast channels. But when you put it on YouTube, there's a chance, even if you only have 2,000 subscribers, that that video is going to get millions of views. That video acts as like almost like a web page that could just go viral. And same thing with a social media post. That could go viral. And so you're capturing all this audience that you can then drive back to your main channels, and so for us, it's a huge priority at Yap Media.
2: And Joe, for you? Yeah, video is number one for us. I mean, when, when you make a, over 150 new shows a year, you have to have a system and a process how you make those. And so now we are diligently working on replicating that system so it includes video all the way. So if, if we have a segment where we have an interview with somebody, I might have a longer uh, uh, segment for the audio podcast, cut that. Uh, excuse me for audio and then have the longer segment on youtube so they go back and forth if you want to see the entire interview go to our youtube channel on the other side we'll go to instagram and we'll do an instagram live with somebody uh, with a short form interview where it's going to be just a five ten minute discussion we'll do the interview and then our audience can pipe in and they can ask them questions afterwards so great for the person we interview great for us great for our instagram channel and our podcast
1: And Aaron, as you build out your studio in Austin, how do you see video playing a role there in your building of your media empire?
0: I think it's going to play priority over everything, right? It allows us to be more creative with videos, right? Because in audio, you can only do so much. But with videos, I mean, you can do so many other things. So yeah, it's going to play an absolute priority in everything that we do going forward.
1: Now, on the business front, uh, you guys must be sinking some money. Is, is there money involved in, in buying equipment? Uh, let's talk about this, go line by line. What have you encountered in terms of, keep in mind, they're content creators, so yeah. they're probably counting their pennies. Uh, so what are you doing in terms of uh, you know, investing in video equipment and so
3: on. So the sigh was, you know, we've had to learn some lessons. Um, early on in our company, we very much, you know, worked with a lot of freelancers, shot 4K cameras around the country, and it, it, high budgets doing something like that. And so we kind of got away from video for for a while, a couple of years, and now that we realized that we had enough talent in one location, it was time to invest in just a studio space where now we're paying less on a daily, ba- or not daily, but on a shoot-by-shoot basis for equipment or for uh, the, you know, the people who are gonna staff it. So for us, we figured out that, okay, now it's cost effective for us to be at in one place. Regardless, that kind of level of shooting that we're doing with these kind of cameras is very expensive You know, in the, the you know, five figures to be able to kind of put that kind of studio together. That said, the access is there for all of us. Our phones are 4K cameras themselves. And so I always tell our hosts that even if you are on the road you're recording your podcast just set up your phone record yourself that content is just as good and honestly for some platforms like tiktok it's better they want that bts kind of content they want that brawl kind of content they don't want it too produced and so again i think look at your own resources and realize that there are capabilities with some of the things that you already have at your disposal
4: yeah, I would say that everything is an evolution and you can always start small and keep building. I interviewed Matthew McConaughey in my mom's basement with a webcam and two lights. <laughs> like you can do anything and you can just keep building from there. Of course now I have a, a big fancy studio and, and it's all, you know, very fancy. But all you need is a webcam, your computer, a ring light, and that will get you started.
1: And you have something in common with Joe because he
2: works in his mom's basement too. I do work in my mom's. I don't see
4: that anymore. Yes. But yeah.
2: <laughs> well, we still do, and we've <laughs> branded it. Uh, y- y- you know, it's funny for us. I'm a personal finance guy, so frugal is like our in our nature. So, uh, I bought the newest iPhone. That's that's what we did, and then uh, as as we started doing it and getting more comfortable, then we invested just a little bit at a time as our viewership started going up and as we got more comfort. The other thing that we did too, and I think that if, you know if you serve an audience and you think about some of the brands that are that that want that audience like we found a partner in million stories this great nonprofit and they paid us a bunch of money to do videos and that was how we funded it so i didn't invest my money i found a partner that was interested in the same audience we had and then they helped us build out the video portion
0: yeah i think uh my well i may sound a little bit hypocritical here because right now we're sinking a lot of money into our austin studio But you don't really need to. You can start small as long as you have the basics, right? You're not recording with a potato that's 1080p, right? You have 1080p at minimum, and your audio quality is good. As long as you have the basics, you can work
2: from there and work your way up. I think, I think Chris got it right that on some platforms like TikTok and Instagram, it's better if it's a little shaky. I
4: was going to say, oh, from absolutely. a marketing perspective, the less branded, the less edited, the less work it looked like you put into it, the more likely it's actually going to go viral. So you're better off not sinking a ton of money into post-production especially.
3: And also when you're thinking about your sets, like you know, with our Podstream studios in Times Square, like we're you know, creating sets that are customizable for folks. But if you're doing it at your home or just you know, renting your own studio space, I think it's just as simple as having little you know, knickknacks or things that uh, elevate or, or show your personality or speak to the theme of your show. Like I don't think you have to get super crazy about having the fanciest chair or the fanciest set. It's about that connectivity to who you are and your brand. So don't overthink it. Just go with the stuff that you find naturally in your own living room or your own bedroom. You
2: know, it's funny, Chris, we we interviewed a guy, Don Hahn, who's produced a bunch of Disney movies, including Beauty and the Beast, and he was talking about, because I asked him, going from the creative side to being now the producer who controls the purse strings, like, does that make it harder on your artist? He goes, are you kidding me? An artist with an unlimited budget will never do anything. But we'll just keep developing and developing and won't create anything. But when you give yourself constraints that it has to be my arm and my iPhone and that is it, all of a sudden, my brain comes up with all these great story ideas that we can do, and all these hilarious skits we can do that we can put out there on social media.
1: Hmm. Now, going forward, where do you see video fitting into your plans? Two, three, five years from now?
3: Uh, since it's already been part of our plans, I will I'll take that to the next level. Two, three, you know, four years from now, I see us in the virtual reality space, the meta world. I think you know we're always trying to be where people are, and you know I think we're seeing that. This technology advances so fast, and so we're already working on ideas for how how do we how are people going to interact with the audio space in the metaverse? And you know how can we be at the forefront of that and innovating in those spaces? And so you know we're very much going to try out some ideas there. And maybe next time we have this conversation, we'll be doing a VR panel.
4: <laughs> so since you took the very long t- future-looking approach, I'll go short-term. I think simulcasts casts are like next year's thing. And so I think that people are going to start monetizing both their audio and video channels and starting to put their commercials on both their audio and video like a one to one and making, you know, audio money on your YouTube shows. And so that's where I'm really focusing trying to get all of our content on YouTube, trying to get consistent views on every single video so we can then start selling every episode as a Samuel cast.
2: That's great. I love live. I love doing stuff live. I love the interaction that we get now, you know, the first nine years that we podcasted, it was a one way street and then you get emails in general only from the four people that hate what you did, not the people that love it, right? (laughs) So uh, I love the fact that I can go on Instagram and we can have a chat back and forth and you get this immediate feedback that we didn't get. So I see us more and more being video first. Aaron.
0: Yeah, I see us, you know, shooting video on Mars, you know, take the spaceship up with Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> just blew me out of the water with my virtual
3: reality. You're going to space. Yeah, so, yeah.
0: That's where
2: Bigfoot really is.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> but yeah, of course, video, I see us just mainly doing that in the future five to six years from now and just constantly adapting and changing.
1: Yeah, not only do I expect Aaron to interview Bigfoot in a video podcast, I expect him to do the very first video podcast from a UFO. So, no pressure, Aaron. Um, I want to roll through just a few tips and takeaways here in the final 20 minutes we have. And in uh, getting ready for this panel, I shared uh, this slide with our friends at YouTube who we've been working with. And these are all tips and takeaways that if you're interested in doing video podcasts, these are really the basics here. Titles are crucial. Uh, concise, lead with keywords, use the podcast name. Thumbnails are super, super important going forward. Crisp, clean. vidIQ has uh, put out this information about the amount of time it takes to react to a thumbnail before someone decides to move on. It's under two seconds, it's 1.8 seconds. That's how much time you have to convince someone to watch your video. Descriptions are also key in terms of using trending keywords. If there's big news out there, play to that. Use Google Trends. And then include CTAs, call to actions, in your descriptions. Call to actions are also so, so key. Like, subscribe, share. and. Another thing I want to talk to uh, briefly here is Shorts, uh, these 59 second clips. In an effort to compete with TikTok, YouTube is now uh, letting you do Shorts, and many people are starting to do this. We at our podcast network are doing it, and it's a great way to engage. There are hundreds of millions of people watching Shorts. so. Those are our takeaways and tips. So let's talk about this. Chris, what do you want to focus on out of these tips and takeaways?
3: Oh, so many to choose from. Uh, I'll go with shorts. You know, Shorts for us has been a new strategy as well. And let's like say the last month and a half, maybe two months, um, we really started leveraging the stuff that we we're putting on TikTok and Instagram Reels and literally just taking the exact same file, taking the exact same description, maybe shortening it a little bit, and then putting it on, uh, on YouTube and immediately, our uh, subscribers quadrupled per day um, just by putting out shorts and anytime that we're not putting out shorts consistently we see it dip down so right now youtube is prioritizing shorts the other thing i'll say about shorts that we're learning is and you know there's still a lot of variables here so you know do your own testing but what we have found is that shorts really kind of have this this shelf life to get a lot of views within the first say one to three days and then it kind of t- uh, kind of tails off a bit, whereas you know, more traditional YouTube videos, you kind of ramp up as you go along. So what I'm seeing and what we're kind of hypothesizing here is that shorts are probably better for more timely type of content, things that are going on you know, in the public uh, landscape, type of conversations, news issues, stuff like that. And so for us, you know, I really think shorts has been a, a big leveraging piece to, to help us grow our subscribers, which helps us then push them over to our other content.
4: Yeah. So I'm just going to add one thing to shorts, and then I'll focus on thumbnails. So with shorts, it's really important to do short videos on YouTube, because the way that they're going to promote your videos is if you have a lot of watch time, right? So if your channel historically has like 100% completion rate on your videos, then you're going to get more people. Uh, YouTube is going to promote your videos, basically, on like this adjusted bar. So it's really important to have short videos that people finish, right? So having shorts, short videos, is always going to improve just the algorithm of your YouTube page. With thumbnails, they're more important than your videos. So that's something that you really need to keep in mind. You want to keep them very simple, like three big elements, very little words. Have you guys heard of YouTube face? Um, it's when you're like, you know, looking shocked, crazy, big eyes, showing your teeth. Like That's really important. Make sure you take crazy pictures that you can then cut up and put up on your thumbnails. It really helps drive the clicks. And then the other tips is that your titles should don't have to match what's on your thumbnail. You can have different titles. A lot of people make that mistake, where they have the same YouTube thumbnail title and regular title. Your descriptions should have plenty of keywords. You should do timestamps in your descriptions for your full episodes. That really helps drive viewership. And um, just remember that your videos have the capability to go viral, no matter how big your channel is. So treat every video really carefully, and make sure that you have good SEO, good thumbnails, and test. A, B, test everything.
2: I don't know about titles specifically for video, but, I, but I'll but i take titles just in general, because I think part of our success has been we've had some pretty good titles for things that a lot of people might think is boring, personal finance. And uh, a friend of mine, a contributor who's won a lot of awards for his blog said, if you're ever stuck on a title and you're not sure what to do, just do a Google search for Cosmo magazine, pull up a bunch of images, and read the, the these Cosmo Things you know, five hot things you can do with whatever, um, and and they're concise. They're they hit quickly. And I don't know. Whenever I'm, whenever I don't know if I have a title or not, I'll go read like five Cosmo uh, 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 front pages. Yeah, and then I, I got it. Like all of a sudden I'm like, oh yeah, it's five hot things you can do with your money. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Whatever it might be. I just That's learned something episode. about
1: Joe. It's like I've known him for years and now I know he reads cosmos. That is, so, yeah. <laughs> that is. Aaron, pick a topic and talk about it.
0: Well, I'm gonna kind of go off script. Okay. I'm gonna go more on the content that you're delivering. I'm gonna say something that, I, it's a motto that I live by and it's make every second matter. If you're sitting there and you're editing your video and you're getting bored editing it, imagine what the viewer is doing. They're getting bored, they're gonna switch the video. You wanna captivate them, grab them in, hook them, and get them to watch for as long as you can. So if there's a part that's bored bored for you, change it up, you know? That's all I gotta say, make every second matter.
1: Yeah, exactly, don't be boring, right? That should be everyone's motto, (laughs) so. Yeah, stop it.
2: (laughs) Don't be boring, TM. TM.
1: Exactly. Let's uh, in our uh, final minutes here. Let's also talk about some chief advice going forward. Um, I have a lot of res- respect for everyone on this panel, and that's why I asked them to come on the panel, because they, in, in many ways, are trailblazers here. And when you guys think about the future and you think of your businesses, if someone were to come up to you and ask, Chris, you know, maybe you're in Times Square, right? And maybe Elmo was there, uh, pestering you. Um, He's a
3: great host. Yeah.
1: <laughs> if that person were to approach you and, hey, I'm a podcaster, what would be the first two sentences, three sentences you would tell them about video podcasts?
3: Hmm. Um, the first three sentences I'd tell them, um, honestly, I guess I wouldn't tell them, I'd ask a question. I'd first ask, why video, why, why is your audience going to ingest video? How does it differentiate from your audio podcast? Because I like things to lead generate for each other. So to me, I don't like things to be a one-to-one. Um, I think that your video should add an extra element and why I need to go there. Now it can be me just seeing your reactions, and that's you know what's engaging and keeps me there. But maybe there's elements that you know you're bringing in some graphics or what have you. But there needs to be something a little bit different there, that's going to make me want to watch the video, but also listen to the podcast. Because as you, uh, as Hala said, like. The the podcast is probably we're gonna generate most of your revenue. So you wanna bring people back there. The YouTube CPMs don't even compare to the podcast CPMs. And so I wanna think critically and you know, I would warn well not warn people, I'd tell them, hey, if you can utilize your video to then lead generate people back to your podcast, that's the best way to go about it. Power.
4: So what I always tell new podcasters is that you want to focus 50% of your effort on production, 50% on promotion. A lot of people get this wrong. They focus all on the production. They make so many episodes, one after the other, and nobody is listening, right? And the way to get people to listen is to create video and promote it on YouTube, social, and leverage other channels and platforms to bring them to your podcast. Because chances are, you're not going to get lucky. You're not going to get new and noteworthy on Apple when you first launch. And so you're going to have to proactively pull people in. And that means video needs to be a priority.
2: My advice would, would be to be playful and mess it up because you're going to mess it up no matter what, so get the mess up out of the way while nobody's watching, and just do it. I'll tell you, we've had the show, the Stacky Benjamins podcast, for 10 and a half years. You know what I regret most? Is that I had the idea a year earlier, and I sat on my hands and did nothing for that year. And I'll tell you, in 2015, I think it was, at a podcast movement in uh, Philadelphia, my friend Brian Preston from the show called The Money Guys, we had way more podcast listeners than Brian had, Brian and Bo, and he said, you know what? I think I'm going to focus on YouTube. I'm like, oh, good luck with that. I'm a podcaster. Good luck. Have fun. Now, Brian and Bo have a quarter million people following them on YouTube, Joe and Stacking Benjamins, and they are kicking our butt on, on listeners for their podcast, too, because now their YouTube, like we've been saying, is feeding their podcast. Brian was thinking ahead five years ago. I should have at least started five years ago. So just start. You're gonna mess it up. Do it. Lean forward.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I would also tell them, hey, let me hear your audio quality. You got to start at the basis, right? If your audio quality is not that great, then you should probably fix that first and then transition into video. So yeah.
1: Yeah. When it comes to uh, focusing on video, how much time each week do you spend on? Coming up with concepts for your videos or thinking about video production?
3: Um, I, honestly, it, it's a, just a part of our process of thinking of audio production. I think we think of it hand in hand. I don't think we need to think of it separately. Um, I think it's just part of the process. And so, you know, I'm always a big proponent of, you know, however long your, your show is, you should be spending three to four times the amount of time in pre production, post production. So, yeah, it's just all part of the same process.
4: Yeah, I'll say that um, we record all the Young and Profiting episodes on video. So now, to your point, it's part of the process. And then in post-production, you know, actually in Descript, you can go and cut clips, and it will even match your audio with your video. And so we do a lot of post-production, creating micro-content clips. And we just chop them up for the different social platforms and get them out the door. So a lot of it happens in the post-production, and we kind of just see what magic is in the episode and pull out the best parts.
2: Yeah, there's a, new, there's a new company here uh, called Podcast Studio Pro that will help you lay out your like workflow that, I, that we uh, just started using a couple months ago. And we now have put video and what we're going to do with video into our production schedule. So while we're thinking about the audio, we're like, OK, what are we going to do on Instagram? What's going to be our uh, YouTube piece of this? Um, and then, you know, when it comes to ideas, John, I just, I don't know, I'm out of my morning run and I get these hilarious ideas for stupid videos we can do that'll be, you know, really fun for people. And so we just make sure we record those and now we have a production schedule that we're gonna do one a week, you know, of these more creative things on the side.
0: I can't really speak on it because we haven't made videos yet, but I can speak on the audio side of things. We think about ideas for our shows all the time and we kind of follow the trend. For an example, when Coyote Peterson found that Supposed bigfoot skull right we're like hey this would be a great time to release a bigfoot episode because everybody's searching you know bigfoot right so yeah it's always going on in our mind nonstop.
4: the one thing that i'll just add in terms of the timing the most time consuming part is coming up with your templates right so for us it's like first you got to come up with your template what's the thumbnail what's the intro what's the meat of it how long is it going to be what kind of captions what do they look like and then you can just start to be a machine, and every episode have a certain amount of templates that you put out.
1: In terms of monetizing your video, what are you thinking? How? What are you envisioning going forward?
3: So I'm envisioning, you know, a lot of opportunities for product placement. I think, you know, YouTube has rolled out, or, or the, you know, I believe I've seen they're going to be rolling out something that allows you to still watch your video and then purchase, or you know, make some kind of. You know you can sign up to something while you're still watching the video on their platform and so that's gonna open up a lot of opportunities for product placement where you see a mug and now you can go buy the mug without leaving the video so I think a lot of product placement there but then that translates to the social media space you can do the same thing presenting sponsors you know I think we as podcasters are thinking a lot about you know obviously the traditional way of doing uh, mid-rolls and pre-rolls and post-rolls we can still do that on YouTube but I think you know more using that visual mean a little means a little bit better, I think you know you can get real creative and actually build some things into your show that not only bring you in money, but also enhance the experience for your audience.
1: And studio naming rights too. I'm thinking of what you have in Times Square. Oh yeah,
3: so yeah, Podstream Studios, Like that's the other thing. Like you know, We have this studio and part of what we have are the bookshelves and stuff, so you can have these places to put things. But also, yes, as a company, we can now promote our own studio that we are offering out to other podcasters. And so yeah, you can use as a lead generator for your business in, in a different way. Yeah.
4: And we're already monetizing videos at Yap Media. So one of the first ways that we started monetizing videos is through live streams. So a lot of these brands want to sponsor. I'm pretty big on LinkedIn, and so they want me to do a LinkedIn live interview and be the premier sponsor on the LinkedIn live interview. And so we would get sponsors doing that. And then similarly with podcasts, in-feed drops. So on a podcast, you can do an in-feed drop. You get a lot more money than you would a commercial. Same thing with YouTube. You can just, like, an individual video promoting a brand in an organic, authentic way and get paid for that. And then in terms of the future how I see like the trend I think like I was mentioning before simulcasts are going to be really popular and as long as you have a one-to-one version of your episode on YouTube you'll be able to insert your commercials on YouTube and sell them at podcast audio CPMs which is really new and different and already this is happening and a lot of podcasters are already doing this and selling their episodes in this way.
2: Yeah, the, the only thing I guess that I can add that we're doing that you guys aren't doing, or I didn't mention you might be doing it, is, um, you know, people rely on us for, there's all these FinTech things on your phone that help you bank better, invest better. So we're now beginning to do product walkthroughs of those. And if we really like the product, we're becoming an affiliate of them. Not a, re- if I'm an affiliate, just to be clear, I'm not gonna call it a review. That drives me fricking nuts when somebody goes, it's a review and I'm an affiliate. Oh, guess what your review is, five stars, duh, right? But I will do a, I will do a walkthrough that's very honest about the product and if I like it, we'll become an affiliate. Yes,
0: yeah, so there's one thing that me and Dan do, which is my other host, is that when we get ads, we try to make them as creative as we can, right? We don't wanna be, say, hey, let's stick to the script and make it boring. So we have an idea for videos that we haven't seen really anybody do. So here's a little, you know, part of the secret that we're going to be rolling out, Uh, and you know, doing these baked-in ads on YouTube instead of doing a regular like, hey, here's a commercial, right? We're actually going to be acting out the commercial, whether it be for like beef jerky, you know, for the for the Bigfoot beef jerky. Put Dan in a Bigfoot suit and have me like chasing him, like do an easy transition, you know, to me outside chasing Dan for beef jerky or something. So actual acted out commercials you know ads to you know engage the audience
1: yeah we are under uh, 10 minutes here so let's wrap things up in terms of video and the future of podcasting is video the future of podcasting yes no john you're nuts those are the only three answers you can answer okay yes no or John, you're nuts. Okay.
3: Yes, John, you're nuts. <laughs> uh, yes, it, it's already here, and it is the future.
4: So I think video is a complement to the audio podcast. I feel like audio podcasts still have a lot of room to grow. And I feel like YouTube is going to just become another podcasting platform. I think YouTube is going to have a, almost like a separate arm that's going to be like a podcast player just like an Apple or a Spotify or a CastBox. It's going to be another player that you need to incorporate. And um, it will be a big deal. And you'll be able to capture a lot more audience. But I don't think audio is going to necessarily go away
0: yes absolutely yes
1: wow uh, yes uh, okay i,
0: I
4: guess so crazy you, yeah okay
1: <laughs> thank you everyone it was awesome having everyone uh here in the audience and i hope you guys got stuff uh, that you can do for takeaways and go and explore the wonderful world of video podcasts i'd like to thank chris Paula, joe and aaron And uh, Aaron, if you ever get Sasquatch to do uh, a read for the Cumulus Podcast Network, Teresa Gage is interested in talking to you over there, okay? Thank you everyone for attending.